Relationships and Weight. This is Single Married Divorced. I'm Eric Rung, and I'm single. Tom McGuire, and I'm happily married. I'm Allison Collins, and I'm happily divorced. Okay, so our first question here, or rather our poll question is, can a good relationship help manage your weight? It's a new study that was published in the Journal of Health Psychology, so this is legit. Not one of those, uh, yeah. or, or some of the Not, other ones we've had. Uh, uh, RandomDatingScience.com or yeah. something. <laughs> um, and it has a little bit of good news, and I don't know, I, I, I think we also have to look at our own lives and, and see what's happened to other places, but a good supportive partnership may help keep your weight down, uh, according to the new article here, and this was done uh, using some data from about 2,500 adults. Uh, that were studied here in the U.S. I don't know. I think, actually, it's funny. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about this. I was at dinner with uh, several people and talking about how when you're in a relationship, you tend to gain weight. Is that in your experiences? Yeah, you gain about five pounds right at the beginning. <laughs> well, I mean, and I think there's there's real reasons for it, too, is because, one, you're going out more. You're Drinking eating, and eating, eating out, out more yeah. uh, as well. I mean, I guess I've never seen anything go crazy or anything like that, but uh, I guess I've also not been in a relationship longer than, I don't know, two and a half, three years. So maybe after, I could see like a marriage after a while, uh, you get way too comfortable with yourself. Well, I don't know, because the stats are basically saying a happy marriage will help. A quality marriage, you're less likely to gain weight. An an unhappy marriage, you gain, which actually that kind of makes sense to me. Because I feel like if you're in a happy marriage, you're more likely to kind of be active and kind of, I feel like if you're in an unhappy marriage, you might be a little more depressed, a little more prone to lay around or... And just eat. Yeah, and just eat. I mean, I think I'm healthier more because Beth is healthier and she generally cooks pretty healthy dinners. Mm -hmm. Um, And then what's nice about that is when we want to splurge and like order pizza and I eat like a you know way too much um and she's in much better control than i do um but the fact that we splurged like together and then that makes it's kind of made up for like you eat healthy all the time and you eat healthy six meals of you know six dinners a week or five dinners a week and you have one or two cheat meals like well, i mean you gotta you live know. for christ yeah sakes. i mean, I mean, not, you I gotta mean but if it wasn't for beth and i was like single by myself and, like responsible for my own cooking I'd be eating pasta half the time. I'd be loading up with carbs and, mm-hmm. you know, so. I think I eat better when I'm single. Interesting. Well, and I think that it gets or to the point, like when you're in like a committed relationship, like you want that person to be healthy for the simple reason that you want them to live as long as possible. So I think that that sometimes comes into it where. Um, Especially uh, kids too. Yeah. You're picture. like, <laughs> you can't die. So <laughs> here's some more broccoli. But, um. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think I've been through this whole cycle with friends where, you know, you have babies and you gain weight and then at some point everyone goes through that, you know, I'm going to look out for me now stage and kind of cycle back. I, I'm sorry, I don't quite understand. Well, like, you know, everyone, well, most people gain a lot of weight when well, I gained more than most people when I was pregnant, <laughs> like, like 60 pounds a lot. So anyway. But was, your kids were like 40 pounds each when they were born. Right. So it's really only an extra 20. So I think that, you know, I go through this with my, with my friends where it's healthy to keep that weight on for a while. And I'm not going to get in shape right away. But 
that eventually you're like, all right, you know, now it's time to focus on me and you come back around. And I think if you weren't in a supportive relationship, that would be hard because you'd want them to be like, you know, yeah, I want you to be healthy and I want you to feel comfortable with yourself. Right. But I think if that came from like, if my ex-husband had said like, maybe you should lose a few pounds now, like maybe it's time. I don't think that would go over very well. I don't think that'd ever go over very well. I mean, Tom, I, I wouldn't even like it if you told me that I needed to lose a few pounds. You're probably one of the healthier people I know. <laughs> like, I do splurge. That's for that's for. Yeah, damn but sure. I mean, yeah, but you've uh, your like lifestyle. I'm uh, lifestyle. That sounds funny, but I mean, like you've like made an effort to be healthy. I feel like. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're way. When you moved to Chicago, you were you had a different physique than you have now. That is true. I mean, you've had a, a pretty. And not you were never heavy by any means. But like now you're like fit and trim, man. It's impressive. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> you have an impressive body. Is that what I mean, you're saying? <laughs> you're, you look so good in jeans now. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I do look at you as kind of like someone who's like done it. Like I still like I'm not in bad shape, but I'm not in good shape either. Um, I could definitely stand to lose some belly fat, which is the worst fat to have as a male. I don't know about females, but I know like for males. I think for everybody, like belly fat's one of the worst places yeah. to have it. Worst or hardest place to work it off. And also like most negative it, impact oh, on I your see, health. health, health. Yeah. And okay. it's the hardest impact on your heart is what yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I mean, I could definitely stand to, to trim down. Um, but then again, my waist size is as small as it's been since like high school. Well, you've definitely trimmed down. Yeah, a little bit. But I still have the belly that I could. I, but but I actually, I've actually been told by guys like, listen, once you have that. At your age, like, good luck See ever getting rid, good luck ever getting rid of it. So, so I'll just give up. Yeah, <laughs> you want to order a pizza? Yeah, <laughs> yes. I would love to. <laughs> uh, but and Allison, you kind of touched on this uh, when you we were talking about you know if your ex husband had ever said, "Hey, you need to lose a few pounds." Is there any way possible to tell your significant other? Hey, maybe we, maybe you should get in shape. I almost said say it because I, I would never say that to somebody, but is, uh, is yeah, there think, a way to do something like that? I think, like, if I ever said it to Beth, that'd be the biggest jerk ever because she doesn't need to. She's very in very good shape, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if it was a situation where somebody was, you know, dangerously obese, then I think if it's positioned and, like, listen, you know, I really love you, I want you to live a long life. And as you're fully aware, mm-hmm. you know, you're not living the healthiest lifestyle. Your, you know, weight is. Yeah, people that are overweight know. know they're overweight. Yes, exactly. You're so not you're telling not them telling anything, anything you don't know. So right? you have to position the fact that you need them to lose weight. So like Allison touched on earlier, you live a long, happy, healthy life. So please, will you start to make an effort to get in better shape? Well, and I think it has to be something. I'm trying to think of a scenario where I wouldn't start crying, but I think it has to be a situation where the the other person would have to say, like, listen, um, I don't think we're living the healthiest lifestyle. I think we should, right. like, join this gym and, you know, then we can have some time and put the kids in the, you know, daycare center and we need to work on making sure we're healthy for them and things like that. Like, I think it, if it was like a we thing versus a you thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not stupid. They know that I'm talking about them, but sure. And what if the other person just stopped going? Like the person, like your significant other, who you say that to, I guess of, hey, we should do this, we should do this, and then 
they just decided that and then you were the only one that was going to the gym i don't know like i like i go to pilates with my mom because if i was just going to pilates by myself i wouldn't go and i'd be like oh i don't feel like going but because she goes i go and i think you need a partner sometimes oh, to, uh, the hardest part about working out is just getting to the gym yeah so i think if someone's relying on you being there or like counting on seeing you um, I think it makes it easier for both people. So I think that maybe you could play that angle on it. Mm-hmm. I think it's easier to work out with people. Oh, and you know, the best thing Beth and I ever did was we had a trainer where you basically had your book time like twice a week. So it was like an appointment, so you kind of had to go. Ooh, a trainer. That sounds like fancy, you Tom. you were uh, pre-Caitlin. Um, <laughs> but it was like, you know, you're paying. You're, Dual income, no kids. You were paying. Uh, we had a male and a female. Um, you know, we'd work out with either one. And like. You're paying them, so you better show up because mm-hmm. either way, they're getting their money. Um, so that was hugely helpful. I feel like this question, like, always, like, there's always movies and TV shows where there's the abusive, typically it's the abusive husband and, like, making comments about his wife who's in great shape, making comments about her having to lose weight. I think that's where you get yourself in trouble. If someone, if you're just a bad person who thinks, you know, your wife might put on five pounds, like, who cares? In the scheme right. of things, you shouldn't say nothing. Yeah. You know, the only time you should say anything is if there's long-term health implications. Of, implications. Yeah. That's the only time you say anything. Otherwise, people ebb and flow. I ebb and flow about 10 pounds. And if every time I was 10 high and Beth started saying stuff, I'd be like, you know, come on. You right. Know? right. I mean, well, in, in longevity, I remember there is scientific evidence that as you get older, you should put on weight in order to um, live longer. Most people, when uh, most centurions, uh, actually are not obese, but they are w- what would be considered overweight. Is that seventy plus, or where were you, what? I think they just. Or I'm thinking uh, septuagenarians well, or uh, centurions. Are they hundred plus? Oh, yeah. centurions. Oh, yeah. Well, I was yeah. thinking septuagenarians. <laughs> Septa. There's one for seventy plus. Septa. Right. To Google. <laughs> um, I just not going to pronounce it either way. But, right. Uh, so if you're hundred plus, you probably are a little overweight, huh? Well, it it says or more scientific likely. or um, uh, science basically says that yeah, you will live longer if you carry a few extra pounds. I remember it was the sixty minutes piece that they did on centurions, and that more people were living longer, and they took a look at their lifestyles leading up to that, which were all healthy. Some drank, some didn't. Um, booze, you know, booze and uh, coffee. But that came well, out a couple was, weeks ago. I know. I was so I happy. Know. I'm like, I'm going to yeah. live forever. But with booze and cigars. Oh, I thought it was there booze was also, and coffee. There was also booze and coffee. Yeah. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah. This, I was talking about the vet um, and also the oldest living man in the U.S. that died. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that guy. Yeah, he was booze and cigars. So this one was and cigars. Um, alcohol, moderate alcohol use and coffee can extend your life. Yeah. That's all I live on. <laughs> so uh, the word I was looking for was septuagenarian. Ah. Septuagenarian. It's 70 plus. There we go. Um can well, I, I guess, be, I mean, if you have a little more meat on your bones, if something does go wrong, I feel like you have more... If you fall? Yeah, you know, even like if maybe a disease, like if you're going to have a disease that, that you catch something, or you get something that's going to... You get sick, you got a little more to work with uh, if you do start kind of dropping pounds yeah. or you, know, you lose your appetite for a while because of a pneumonia or whatever it mm-hmm. is. If you have a little more mass, you have, I guess, it can go a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, I weighed more at the end of this year, at the end of 2018, than I had in a long time. So we went on a trip to Florida, and I decided I was just going to gain as much weight as possible on that trip because 
then come the first of the year, you go through all your, you know, um, resolutions. Then I could drop weight fast and right. feel good about myself. So that was that. I've I've eaten through. I've done that before. Kind of eaten through it and then been like, all right. After after this weekend, <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, is when you say after this weekend. Oh, well, uh, after this weekend, that's when it. That's when it gets tough. See, There's it doesn't. A reason. It oh, can't I start know. on the first. It has to start for me. It has to start the Monday you go back to school. That's when my resolutions. We yeah, do. Uh, yeah, we in. do weight loss contests at work. Usually, most years, like fifty bucks a person, winner take all. And the if a lot of people, including myself, have had some significant fattening up. The heaviest I ever was was when I fanned up for that contest. And I tell you what, the first 10 pounds, I put on like 10 plus before the contest. <laughs> and they fell right off. Isn't that I don't cheating? Know, like probably because I was well, younger in those days. Well, but. also, I mean, I've always found, like, I remember when I was playing football at, at Iowa, I got up to two. I don't know, 235, 240, and I'm 5'11", and at the time, it was muscle, I mean, mostly, and then I kept eating the same amount after I stopped playing football (laughs) and did not work out at all. It did a lot more drinking, and uh, but but I decided when I got home that summer for a break, I got home and I was like, "I, I can't weigh this much. This is ridiculous, and once I started trying, the pounds is came off because i i really believe that we all have our certain weight or or where it's not hard to you know maintain that's true and and you know you don't have to starve yourself to maintain it but Mm -hmm. and you don't and even if you overeat a little bit it's going to stay the same there's an article i read recently not, not that recently but there's basically your body gets trained um like so i'm like 220 225 and right now my body thinks that's where i belong so that goes back to that first those ten pounds when I added them, I got back to like two twenty five yeah. really easily. Like muscle memory because your almost. body thinks like, yeah. oh, two twenty five is actually right. And then the article went on to say if you do a diet like some more of like a crash diet or something, um, where you like get yourself down. Say I got down to two hundred five, right? Your body like its instincts like kind of kick in and thinks two hundred five, like oh my god, he's starving, and so your body starts to think. You know, like you need more food because you're so thin. It doesn't realize. So you uh, that's part of the... the Optimal like kinda, weight. You have to like retrain your body to realize. That's why so many people ebb and flow, right? Right. Because you get to... You lower and all of a sudden you're back up. And you have to really fight through that and like, get your body back to think like, ah, oh, 205 is acceptable. And I'm not going to have these cravings. I'm not going to... Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like a whole thing about that. Well, someone has to talk to my to body. Say. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, the dating story is one that's been out in the media for a few weeks now, but it was so incredible, we thought we would put it on the podcast here. This is about a couple that got married just a few hours after meeting in person for the first time, which to me is insane. <laughs> they look like nice people, and I hope they're very happy. I do, too. I, I don't wish but them... I think... Uh, their reasoning is, is, I don't know if you want to dive into it, but well, it's okay. So they're uh, both in their 30s and they both are from uh, the UK. Uh, and they matched on Bumble on December 22nd of last year. Uh, they spoke, I'm sorry, they, they matched on December 15th, exchanged some messages, and then spoke to each other for the first time on December 22nd. And then on the 23rd, 
they decided that they were going to get married. Hey! Hey, I got a good idea. And the funny thing about the article was, at least in the quotes, were that neither one of them could remember who said, oh, I think we should get married. Which I thought was funny because this all happened within about a week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, how do you not remember that? Um, now, both of them had been uh, married. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Maybe the, the, the man uh, whose name is Paul Edwards, who's 36, I don't think he had married, but he had gotten, uh, he had a couple of kids, if I recall, and Sarah Edwards, Nee Elliott. So Sarah Elliott and, yeah, Nee, it was Sarah Edwards now because she married oh. Mr. Edwards. Jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. I've been up way too many hours here. Um, anyway, Sarah Elliott is 34. She had been married before, but it only lasted about six months. And now that I'm thinking about this, Paul Edwards, who is 36, was also married and did have kids. And so they had been in a relationship, obviously a relationship before. I mean, I guess great. I mean, I'm glad they've been in a relationship before and they think they know. I mean, I think in one part of the article it says something like, hey, we don't need all the all the BS or whatever they say. They, you know, we're tired of the first the drama and, and blah, all blah, that. Blah, blah, yeah. We don't need to go out on all these dates to know what we already know. Yeah. I mean, the one's already been divorced after six months. Then she might be heading that same direction. I hope not. <clears throat> well, my favorite part is that uh, she's like, I know it's crazy. A lot of my friends are disowning me. And then they ask her if she's told her family yet. And she says, no. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a good start. Uh, I wouldn't disown my friend if they did that. I would definitely make fun of them and think they're an idiot, maybe. Right. Um, and maybe it works Pat, out. I would but love I mean, if one of our like, friends would do this. It'd make me... Uh, Eric? Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, the honeymoon Hold on, period. let me get back on the apps. Uh, like, have you married everybody that you had a good connection with in the first week? Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. Well, and also, the guy, Paul, hasn't told his children yet that he married this right, woman. Right. Oh, boy. There's a lot of flaws, I think, in their pl- I mean, given this all happened within about five If they days. were like, listen, we are soulmates, and we're proud of it, and this is just how it happened, and they told everyone, I... I More power to them. Yeah. But if they're not telling people, that makes me have a hard time supporting this choice. Was, uh, was it like Darman Greg based on a story kind of like this? I think so. I think they accidentally got married. Oh, what was that movie with um, Chandler and... Um, uh, Some Hike. Yeah. Uh, that was similar to... Um, so I guess if you're like the soulmate thing, right? Maybe these two are soulmates and they're meant to be. That was yeah. a Darman Greg thing. They had like met each other's kids and then they met again as adults and they were like soulmates and they got married super quick, I believe. Um, the Matthew Perry movie I thought was more like an immigration thing, maybe? I don't remember. No, they got drunk at a bar. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. It wasn't like a, I, I Married Dora. Remember that show? That was an immigration thing. It was like a TGIF, uh, failed TGIF sitcom. Uh, but well, they yeah, got, this they, is crazy. They met at Gatwick Airport on Christmas Eve, which I'm surprised they got out because they were closed with all of the... The drones. The drones over there. And it's, but they uh, flew to Vegas and had a minister lined up, ready to go. And the minister... My other favorite part of the article was that they wanted to write out their vows, but they didn't have time. So the minister wrote them out for them and... They thought they were very sweet for not knowing them at all. Uh. <laughs> they didn't just use generic vows then? Like, no, it says that the minister that uh, also starred in a Katy Perry video. <laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> uh, did the service for them. There's no way this doesn't work out. <laughs> right, right. Uh, can we take out the Google machine now and see if they are still together? Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to ask the same question. Are they still married? It'll come out if they get divorced, if I'm they sure. Were, if they felt such connection and they were so in love so quickly, and but they couldn't write vows about each other? Well, they said they didn't have time. It's an 11-hour flight from... London to Vegas. They were yeah. too busy staring into staring into each other's eyes. Well, they're eyes. probably trying to figure out each other's middle names and you know favorite exact, color. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a lot to talk about. Yeah, this whole thing is. Uh, and if you were that in love, you wouldn't have to be in such a rush. I would. <laughs> I mean, I'd hide it from not, everyone. Everything you're saying wait, is true. Why not yeah. wait a month? Exactly. Or yeah. two. Well, good luck to those crazy kids. <laughs> yes, we'll try to get them on the show. We'll have a producer uh, contact them. Who, who who is producing this show these days? <laughs> I think his name's Eric Rung, uh, <laughs> with assistance from uh, his uh, his cohort here. Question number two. Oh, this is uh, circling back on a, a previous question. Right, go for it, Tom. Um, so this one, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take Eric. Usually steers on this kind of thing, but this one came back uh, came back in the picture recently because this was one where I was uh, told. Numerous times I was in the wrong and I was being very <laughs> rude. So if you recall, I used to, uh, we're not on the chat as much as we used to, but you know, we used to be on a chat and we'd be watching TV as a family, my wife and I, and I would be watching television occasionally on the chat, texting, if you will. And it was a big, like, rude, I shouldn't be doing that. Do you guys all concur this is what occurred? Yes, I remember. And I remember that we talked about how my role with the kids are one screen at a time. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So recently, a certain someone has been awfully active on her telephone in the evenings. Mm -hmm. And I finally, and I don't care. I honestly don't. And I finally said, I'm like, man, you you're... You don't care so much that you're bringing it up again. Exactly. <laughs> well, and you'll, you'll hear why. I'm just kidding. I said, man, for someone who didn't want me on my phone when we're watching television together, you are certainly on your phone a lot lately. And I don't even know what she's reading. Right. Um... So Wait, I think were you guys the, watching The Bachelor while this was going on? No, no, we don't watch any of that stuff. Uh, but anyway, so she explained to me that she's not typing anything and she's not reacting. Like sometimes I would laugh at things my friends would say. Oh, so so she's, she's not reading. verbally reacting. She's just reading stuff on her phone. So that makes it okay because there's no typing and no reacting. Well, I, I think it goes, I don't think it was so much what you were doing that Alice and I were kind of together on our assumption that you were wrong. Well, I'm not saying that's your reasoning. I'm saying that's Beth's reasoning. So I'm just getting your thoughts. Well, but it bothers her. It doesn't bother you. Correct. So I think the reason, the, the disconnect that I'm having here is the thing that I think we, we were talking to you about was that you... Since it doesn't bother you, then it shouldn't bother Beth, is what you were saying. So, w to me, that's saying, <laughs> this is how you should feel about this, because I feel this way. But I this think situation Tom is saying, is different. if she's doing it, then why can't I do it? What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Allison right, is correct. But it doesn't bother you, and it does bother her. That's but what I'm saying. But she's doing something that is supposedly... So what she's doing bothers her, as long... As I see what you're saying. Someone else is doing it. It bothers. It bothers. I mean, her I see when what you're, you're saying too. Yeah. I understand. Like yeah. she knows it doesn't bother me, so she just does it. Right. But 
if she thinks it's rude when I do it, isn't it rude when she does it? Or just because I don't mind, it's not rude. I I would I would go with that. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if she's on her phone when we're watching television. Right. But I mean, if it doesn't bother own, you, follow your own rules. But if it doesn't bother you, do it. It, it, it does bother him now because it bothers him that he can't do it. There you there go. He, so there now you go. he is bothered. Uh, okay. Right. There you go, Allison. All there right. you go. All right. So now it does bother you. Well, well, I, then I think if it bothers you, then you have every right to say, "I wish you." I, I let. I don't think you should. But he do re- that. what he really wants is for her to say, "Okay, you can, you do can it, go yeah. on." No, I just still do it sometimes. I mean, if I need to get on my <laughs> phone, I need to get on my phone. Sure. Um, no, but I just thought it was very interesting and, a, and an interesting kind of follow up um, to an older episode where it was. You know, I think if you're going to have a rule, if I think uh, you guys should not, I don't know. I don't know. What what do you guys do? You guys should not swear, right? I think it's rude for you to swear in my presence. And then I swear constantly in your presence. I mean, right? It's the same thing. So you should follow your own rules. I, and I, I see what you're saying. I get it. Yeah. So I just thought it was interesting because, I mean, that that one went like, I was. At, I remember I was at my grandma's funeral and that came up with my, my cousins and stuff. And it was, even that was... A divided crowd of like, yes, you're so rude, and no, it's fine. Um, I, I don't think it was. So. I mean, for me, it wasn't so much the, whether or not it was rude or not. It was w- whether or not you were telling Beth how she should feel about something. Well, yeah, I remember that, but that's I, what I, I kind of remember. You know, about it. but but again, it's like good, good, for, good for the goose, good for the gander, or not? Saying. Sure, you know, so. sure. <laughs> but Beth, Beth, honey, time to say that one more time. Yeah, goose, goose, gander, <laughs> gander, goose. Uh, but Beth, uh, darling, you go on your phone whenever you want. <laughs> Doesn't bother me at all. As long as you but get it, to do but it. But it does. Nah, I mean, it's, that's life. That's marriage, right? That kind of, this kind of this is a perfect <laughs> example of marriage. <laughs> Say that again, Allison. I don't know what I said. You said yeah, but it does. Yeah, it does. I mean, it obviously it's bothers, you. bothers you. It, if it didn't it, bother you, this would not be discussed right it now. It bothers you. It bothers him because because he, he wants can't to do it. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Or he does. He, well, he I felt, can. Do, like, I'm an adult yeah, I know, man. I know. I know. So I, I can't do it. You can't do yes. it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're correct. It bothers me that I, what was she? What right. was what was a issue when I did? But then again, her theory is she doesn't react out loud and she doesn't type anything, so it's okay. So there we go. But and if she's reading all this stuff, marriage. I think in a great. <laughs> that's a great <laughs> example of what marriage is like. It, you laugh and you type. I don't laugh or type, so it's okay. <laughs> yes, that's remember. Yes, dear. That's when you say yes, dear. Oh yes, because she doesn't like that because she says it sounds condescending. Yes. and you mean it condescending. Well, in no, that you, way. but Beth understands. Like it's. I know it. it you I use know. it when it's like when you're being ordered or when it's like, honey, do this. Like yes, dear. It's kind of like it is. I don't want to say it's condescending. It's just a little joke because you know. Well, we'll have to. I'm sure Beth will comment, and we'll we'll hear. She's happy to come back on at any time. I thought she was excellent too. I know, I do too. So, All right. I she know. got a lot of compliments from the family. I figured I lost my job after that, and I was like, "Oh, that's." Uh, I think I'd be the one that got fired. I think it'd be you, you two, and Beth probably, and I'd be the. Act. I feel like Beth and I would giggle too much, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, neither one of you are getting fired, so. 
That's good. Your positions are safe, at least for one more week. <laughs> How much of the budget uh, can... Uh, You're only... Uh, well, now we're going to have to start paying producer fees. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of A Single Married Divorce. Uh, next week, we will talk a little bit about money and relationships once again, and also, you know, what happens after a baby kind of comes into the picture and some of the things that kind of come up uh, as far as when do you go back to work? Do you not go back to work? Uh, so a lot more questions, uh, more fun dating stories, and a whole lot more fun conversation on topic, as we always do yes. at Single Married Divorce. For Tom and Allison, I'm Eric Rung. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs>